Hello, smart human. After three in-depth episodes on procrastination, I think it's time for something lighter. And at the time of recording, we're in the middle of summer and I'm about to go on a two-week vacation. So it's a perfect moment to do a podcast on fun and why it's so important. If you're an overachiever like me, who is prone to constant optimization, striving to get better at things, be more productive, etc., then fun probably isn't a very high priority. Think about it. When was the last time you did something that was absolutely delightful in and of itself and not at all useful or quote unquote productive? Right. A lot of us smart humans are very driven, ambitious, serious, responsible when it comes to our work in the world. We tend to take on a lot because we like to be stretched and learn new things and to contribute. But we forget that we're human and that it's massively important that we also get to play and have fun. Now, interestingly, this can be even harder when you do something you love for a living. And I've had businesses I absolutely loved um, since 2005. So I know this really, really well. When you massively enjoy your work, or at least most of it, why would you allow room for anything else, right? But it doesn't work that way. If you're always absorbed in your, granted, probably fabulous vocation, it will eventually start to wear you out. You may even end up thoroughly disliking the thing you loved because you aren't allowing yourself to have fun. And another aspect of this is that smart brains tend to optimize everything. Your brain is very good at finding ways to improve processes and it will constantly be scanning for ways to do things better, smarter, faster. And it probably doesn't only do this at work. I have to say, my brain, if left unchecked, will think of ways to optimize queues at amusement parks and supermarkets, to optimize laundry folding, to optimize airport transiting, omelette baking, all the things I do, basically. But it forgets something really important in this optimizing equation. The human. You. You right? To stay a relatively sane, happy human, you want to optimize for joy. So how do you rate on the daily joy scale? Check in with yourself right now and ask how much fun you're having on a daily basis. How often are you smiling, laughing out loud, delighting in sensory experiences or just being playful? If it's less than three times a day, then it's time for sure to inject some more fun into your life. I talked about this earlier in my Friday Thoughts, which, by the way, if you're not already subscribed to those, sign up on my website, where you'll also find the archives, or follow me on LinkedIn. And in that meal, I encouraged people to go on a delight diet, which really resonated Because basically, if we don't experience delight at least a couple of times a day, well, we kind of start to wonder what the point is of being alive. If you never have any fun, you will deplete yourself. 
and maybe you'll be incredibly successful, but you'll also be incredibly grumpy and a pain to be around. But it gets even better. Prioritizing fun also sends a strong message to your heart and mind that your well-being matters, that you're important. And this actually builds self-confidence. And feeling joy is a great way to re-energize yourself, to recharge your battery throughout the day. Okay, so joy is important. Fun is important. We're almost getting serious again, aren't we? I'm kind of trying to hack your brain so you're going to buy into this idea of prioritizing fun. So how do you incorporate it into your day without making it too complicated and then procrastinating on it? Well, I have a little list. God, this takes me back to the Gilbert and Sullivan days. That's maybe for another episode. Okay, number one, take time to appreciate the magic in everyday things. Find it. Find the magic in the small things. Really take time to appreciate them. The way the light hits, you know, the wall in the afternoon in your office. Um, Maybe just a smile on a stranger's face while you're commuting. I have to say, I'm very lucky in that I was raised by a man who had so much appreciation for the magic of life, as well as the magic of science and engineering, that it all comes very naturally to me, appreciating that. I can actually just gaze at one of my plants for a couple of minutes and be in awe of just a leaf or how it's creating a flower. It's insane. So instead of Going about your business, running around, even when you're just commuting, stop and really look at something that you usually overlook and take time to appreciate it. Number two is to really luxuriate in your senses. So much fun. Nurture them, feed them by by creating fun sensory experiences, kind of little treats for your senses. For example, I have lots of perfume bottles in my office. I'm a niche perfume geek. And I use them as mood boosters. Whenever I feel my energy going down, I grab a beautiful bottle of perfume. I spray my wrists and I just sit there and inhale the scent. It is so lovely. And you can do this with any of your senses. It doesn't take any time at all. You can just you know, look at really intense colors, patterns, textures, look at art. You can eat something absolutely wonderful, like a delicious piece of dark chocolate or whatever you like. You can stroke some beautiful fabric or walk barefoot in the grass. You can give someone someone a hug, listen to beautiful music, do whatever works best for you, but make sure you activate and enjoy your senses, all of them, at least a couple of times a day. Number three, move your body. Another great joy giver and fun infuser is your body. You can do lots of fun things with it. But sadly, when I say move your body, so many of you will think, ah, shit, I need to get fit, need to lose weight, need to work out more, etc., etc. No, that is not what this is about. You can actually move your body for fun, for sheer joy. You can dance, jump around, hula hoop, go skipping, wave your arms about, do a handstand, Pretend that your office or your room is a big aquarium, swim swim around in it, um, maybe do little sprints, whatever you enjoy, whatever feels good in the moment. And if you have time, you can even go outside for a quick walk, run, skipping session, 
whatever it is. But just moving your body for one to two minutes in a fun way, in a non-performative, like I need to get something out of this way, can completely recharge you and reset your nervous system. Number four is to make music. There is a lot of research about how beneficial making music is for the brain. Seriously, start playing an instrument. You will have a better old age. But I would venture that it is also good for the body and the soul. And you don't need to have or play an instrument. You can hum. Hmm. You can sing. You can tap. You can drum on your cup, whatever is nearby. Or even, this used to be one of my favorites as a kid, use those little elastic bands to create your own string instrument by using a matchbox or even, again, a cup or a bowl. Whatever you have, just improvise so much fun. Number five, all the ways you can have more fun is to actually take time to appreciate art and beauty. I love to interact with art. I've worked in visual arts for many years, so for me... I tend to gravitate towards um, beautiful art books, right? Paintings. I'll get out a large book with some beautiful Hokusai prints and just drink them in. They really feed me, literally. Those pictures nourish me. And for you, it may be a piece of music that you absolutely love. That is like taking this beautiful, warm bath. It could be an incredible poem or a beautiful bowl. Simply appreciating all the beauty in your world, taking time to sort of immerse yourself in it, to see it, to feel it, can spark lots of joy. And then there's games and playfulness. Because life is always more fun if you play games and create challenges for yourself. Especially if you have an ADHD brain. And I briefly touched upon this in the last episode on procrastination. Gamification makes everything lighter. You can set yourself mini challenges like a quest to find 10 pink cars on your 15-minute walk. Um, If you have lots of emails to reply to, sing an opera area or dance after every 10 meals. If you've got a big deadline, promise yourself that you can create a giant goldfish out of post-its after it's done. Make it fun. And listen, also just playing games with other humans is a lot of fun. I have to say, I am a massive board game fan. We'll probably hear more about that later. That could be an entire new episode. Number seven is to create something with your hands. Working with your hands works magic for your well-being. Cooking, chopping vegetables, baking bread, building Lego, painting, writing with a pen on paper, crafting, anything you can create using your hands works to spark joy. And we actually consume way too much, right? We're really passive. We're watching Netflix, reading the news, reading social media, and especially as smart humans, learning lots of stuff. We also want to create. Creation is incredibly fulfilling, especially when we use our hands. So go make something. And number eight is connection. We experience so much joy through connection. I have to say, as someone with autism and a smart mind, my own business, a solo office, I am probably a pretty poor example of building connections. I really have to make an effort. I have to remind myself that, yes, I do love to be with other humans, just not all humans and not all the time. For example, last weekend, we spent some time with friends 
And we just hung out in their garden and played petanque, right? Jeu de boue. Um, a very simple, although pretty hard game. And we just had so much fun. It was very laid back. We weren't doing anything, quote unquote, productive. Just chatting, enjoying the sunshine, throwing heavy metal balls on gravel and connecting. It was beautiful. So if you're a bit like me and human connection is kind of low on your agenda, just remind yourself that it's important or create a habit of connecting and doing fun things with other humans because it's massively important for your mental health and well-being. So how can you incorporate more fun into your life? How can you make it a healthy habit? Well, you want to constantly remind your brain <laughs> because remember, it's hard to change habits, right? We need to rewire those neural pathways. And for me, it's very easy to forget how I like to have fun, all the different ways. I may be immersed in my work thinking about the podcast, coaching clients or teaching, and then maybe my brain will remind me that it's a good time for a break. So I'll get up and then in that moment, my first inclination is to grab my smartphone, check the news, play a quick game. But that's not what I really want to do. That isn't fun. That doesn't bring me joy. So I have to remind myself what does, because it's not going to be top of mind. And to help me do that, I have created a joy menu, an actual card that I have on my desk. And creating that in itself was lots of fun. It's a huge list of all the things that bring me joy. So when I take a break, when I pause, instead of automatically reaching for the phone or opening 20 tabs or checking my email, I reach for my card and I pick something from the menu, which in itself is a delightful experience. If it wasn't for that menu, I'd never be doing quick drawings or sketchings in between work, for example. It's also a great tool for when there's stuff you really want to stop doing, right? Whenever I feel like going on Instagram or just distracting myself with something that I don't, you know, if you'd ask me, do you want to be doing that? The answer would be no. It's just the easiest thing to do right now, the lowest friction. Then I can just get my menu out, right? Because there's lots of stuff on there that is really easy and I can do for just a couple of minutes that I actually really enjoy. So small things are key. You want to make it super easy. Keep any supplies you may need handy. Um, if one of the things like me you like to do is drawing, just make sure you have a sketch pad and some pencils handy that you don't need to, you know, go to the attic or the basement or whatever it is, because then your brain will be like, no, it's too much work. You want to reduce all starting friction. We talked about that in the last episode. Make it as easy as possible to do the things. And you also want to aim for making it extremely doable. So it's not like, oh, create an oil painting, right? That's not on my joy menu because that will just take too much time. And I love stuff like Mona printing, jelly printing. But again, there is a massive setup involved and lots of cleaning afterwards. That is not something that's on my joy menu, although it's fun, but it's a project. Right. So no projects on there. You really want to make it extremely doable so you can't talk yourself out of it by saying you have no time. So create your own joy menu and try out a delight diet over the next 30 days. Seriously, give it a go. Right. What, what do you have to lose? It's so fun. And when you do, notice the massive difference in your mood and energy level probably also in the rest 
of your life. Have fun and let me know how it goes. See you next week. Bye bye. Hey, smart human, probably listening to this podcast because you want to learn how to manage that smart mind of yours. And the first step is actually getting your bearings, doing a little brain audit. And I have the perfect tool for that, the Mapping Your Unique Brain Workbook. And you can actually download it for free at www.coachkramer.org slash brain map. So that's coachkramer.org slash brain map. Go check it out and play with it and take your first step to managing your smart mind. Mm-hmm.